Welcome to Bobcast. Bobcast delves into the pulse of today's most pressing issues, offering listeners an audio tapestry of timely conversations and profound insights. Each episode stands as a reflection of our contemporary world, weaving together expert perspectives, personal stories, and in-depth discussions that capture the nuances of the challenges and triumphs we face every day. In an era where noise often drowns out meaningful dialogue, Bobcast serves as a beacon, bringing clarity, depth, and truthful understanding and opinion to the forefront of auditory exploration. Listen to a new and exciting episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Now, here is Bob. Hello and welcome. It appears that our government is gearing up again to have all of us to wear a mask because of COVID. But is it necessary? I have my doubts about the benefits of wearing a mask, so I thought it was a good idea for me to do some fact-checking. Here's what I found. Please keep in mind that I am reporting the research I found. That does not mean I agree with my findings. In fact, in most cases, I do not. I personally do not know of anything that is absolute. And when I find anything that is explained as being absolute, I am doubtful of its sincerity. It is even more scary when something is noted as being absolute when it comes from the government. That is my opinion. And that being said, here goes, first of all, are there any benefits to masking? I don't think that is a fair question. To answer that intelligently, I had to do a deep dive into research. Here is what I found. Wearing masks, including cloth masks, surgical masks, an N95 mask, has been recommended as a method to reduce the spread of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Here are several claims that masks help in reducing the spread, backed by scientific understanding. Now, if you are going to believe all of this, then you must consider that any disease can be contained by wearing a mask. Masks primarily serve as a form or source of control. Masks are meant to capture respiratory droplets that are emitted when the wearer talks, coughs, or sneezes. It is worth noting that masks have been recommended to prevent the spread of the common flu. However, as we all know, wearing a mask during flu season has never been mandated. In fact, we're not mandated to get a flu shot. That, to me, is worth noting. However, I've found that in the face of a globally disruptive event, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, The international community sought to deploy various tools and strategies to mitigate the spread of the virus and protect public health. Among the arsenal of measures, the use of masks stands as a significant and easily adaptable preventive tool that has been widely endorsed by healthcare professionals around the world. Despite the simplicity of this intervention, It bears a weighty responsibility in containing the transmission of the virus. That is what they say. Finding also found. Wearing a mask also served as a visual and physical reminder to maintain social distance and adhere to other preventive measures such as frequent hand washing. Research found there was scientific backing for mask mandates from a combination of laboratory research epidemiological studies. I find this amazing that everyone found masks to be absolute when, again, nothing is absolute. I truly find it interesting that research found masks to be 
a visual reminder. Masking, although primarily a health precaution, has also evolved to symbolize solidarity and a collective sense of responsibility. Wearing a mask communicates a message of mutual concern for the well-being of others in the community, especially the vulnerable and elderly population who are at a higher risk of experiencing severe illness due to the virus. The widespread adoption of masking encourages a cooperative spirit, fostering unity in the global battle against the pandemic. Wow. Does this mean that if I wear a mask, I am showing that I am in some sort of a group? Just kidding. The mask, opponents, want you to understand that masks are not a standalone solution, but rather a component of a multifaceted approach to controlling the pandemic. Masking should be complemented with other preventive measures such as social distancing, regular hand washing, and vaccination. I still kind of frown when you can get a flu vaccination, but are not required or even suggested that you must wear a mask. It is that kind of stuff that makes me doubt what I am being told. If it is so necessary, then why is it only required for certain viruses? The widespread adoption of masks has not been without controversy. Some groups have argued against their use, citing concerns ranging from personal freedoms to questions about their efficacy. Critics often point to the perceived discomfort of wearing masks and the belief that they may inhibit breathing or cause other health issues. Furthermore, some misconceptions surrounding masks have arisen from early inconsistencies in messaging from health organizations. Initially, the general public was advised not to wear masks, a recommendation that was later revised as more information about the virus and its transmission became available. This change in guidelines has been a source of confusion. I think it is noteworthy that it is mostly Democrat cities or states that require masks. Also, it must be noted that the government officials in states that require masks do not follow the requirements themselves. Remember Nancy Pelosi, Governor Newsom, just to name a couple. COVID-19 has proven to be more severe than the seasonal flu in terms of mortality and hospitalization rates. This prompted more aggressive mitigation strategies, including mask mandates. COVID-19 can be transmitted by individuals who are asymptomatic or before they show any symptoms. While asymptomatic transmission can occur with the flu, it seems to be more common with COVID-19. This made mask wearing an important tool in controlling the spread of the virus. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, the supply of masks was limited, and it was a priority to reserve them for healthcare workers and those caring for sick individuals to prevent influenza and other respiratory infections in some countries especially in East Asia, wearing masks during the flu season was already a common practice before the COVID-19 pandemic. In other regions, mask wearing was not culturally or socially accepted to the same extent, and there wasn't a strong emphasis on using masks to control the spread of the flu. There are vaccines available for the seasonal flu, and efforts have generally been focused on promoting vaccination as the primary method of prevention, along with other measures like 
hand hygiene and staying home when sick. To be fair, and from my own knowledge, I did a Google search on September 12th asking who, if anyone, was requiring masks at this time. Here is what I found. Hollywood Studio Lionsgate has implemented a mask mandate on certain floors of its Santa Monica, California offices after several employees tested positive for the virus, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Please note this is a Democrat-controlled state. In Atlanta, Morris Brown College announced a two-week mask requirement, as well as a ban on large gatherings. This is a college in a Democrat state, and some hospitals have also begun to require face coverings again, including at Kaiser Permanente in California and two upstate medical university facilities in Syracuse, New York. New York is a Democrat state and is California. Meanwhile, in Kentucky, the Lee County School District canceled classes Tuesday and Wednesday and shifted to remote learning Thursday and Friday, citing a wave of students and staff members being ill with COVID, strep throat, the flu, or other illnesses. Kentucky is a Democrat-dominated state per capita. COVID hospitalizations are highest in Delaware, North Carolina, Missouri, Florida, and Hawaii, while Massachusetts, Vermont, and Kentucky have seen the largest spikes over the past two weeks, according to the New York Times tracker. Of these states, here is the control. Delaware, Democrat. North Carolina governor is Democrat. Hawaii, Democrat. Massachusetts, Senate Democrat. Vermont, Democrat. Kentucky, Democrat. Florida and Missouri are controlled by Republicans. The point is, while Democrats are the first to want to require masks, it appears that masks are not really stopping the virus. The new variant for 2023 is called EG5, also known as Eris. Early this month, Eris became the dominant COVID-19 strain in the U.S. and was also designated a variant of interest by the World Health Organization. As of last week, Eris accounted for more than a fifth of all new COVID-19 cases in the country, according to the CDC. Subvariant FI1, informally dubbed Fornax accounts for 13.3 of cases, nearly double from two weeks earlier. Both Eris and Fornax have mutations that may help them spread more rapidly. The WHO, however, said earlier this month, the public health risk posed by either is low at the global level and that there is no evidence. It causes more severe disease than earlier strains. In addition, the CD issued a risk assessment summary Wednesday for the subvariant BI 2.86, which only has been identified in a handful of cases worldwide, two in the U.S., but as notable health officials say, because it has multiple genetic differences from previous versions of COVID-19. Remember, always use reliable and up-to-date sources when looking for current information on COVID-19 or wearing a mask. I personally believe it should be left up to each individual to make that choice. This is Bob signing off. Next episode, we will dive into why we choose the clothes we put on each day. You may be surprised what I discovered. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Your time and support mean the world to us. If you found value in today's show, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review on your favorite platform.
You can also email us at bobcast at usa.com. Remember, it's listeners like you that make this all possible. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. Until then, keep the conversations going, stay curious, and always keep listening. This is Debbie, signing off from Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next Monday, take care, everyone.